Welcome to The Machine, everybody. I am your host, Mario, along with my co-hosts, Jeffro and Lee. Journey with us into conspiracy theories and the unexplained. Hello, everybody. We're back, and I am here with a good friend of mine. His name is Brian. Brian, say hi. Hi. So we're going over some of the uh, the riots, races, and rinse and repeat, too. This is what this episode is called so we're gonna go over some of the uh current events actually like we did last time a little less of the history a little more of where do we go now so right now we're seeing a lot of things happen a lot of the uh a lot of the statues you know monuments and everything you know like we mentioned before being defaced they're being torn down um recently we've seen the president put up a uh, a ban for this now we're seeing a little bit of a pushback which is kind of what i wanted because you can only let a kid run around for so long destroying things before it goes a little too far and that's exactly how i'm going to refer to these people who are doing this whether they be of any race because there's multiple races out there doing it they're running around they're defacing property they're destroying shit and it's horrible uh do you have any comments on that yeah they're animals yeah, they they're, are animals. They're animals. My yeah, and and my thought is they need to be put down, stopped. It all means stop it. I know there's not much going on now, but there was, and it needs to be stopped. Well, I think a lot of that happened was uh, we weren't doing anything, and that was I was starting to get a little bit upset because here we have a president that we put in office that was voted, um, whether you did or you didn't. He's your president, like it or not. Um, but I think a lot of the American people voted for him when they did because they they thought he was the guy. He was the backbone that this country needed. I mean, especially business-wise. I think, if anything, he was voted because strong points and his strong uh, abilities in business because right now you got you got to run the country like it is a business. If, the, if your country can thrive that way, then... I think you can pretty much put everything else in order, but right now we're not seeing any order. Well, right now we're seeing a little bit of pushback. So there's the whole time this thing was happening, I was looking at it and I'm thinking, what's going on? What's happening? You know, who's going to do something or say something, right? Right. Absolutely. So I seen seen a clip from uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. And uh, I think he said it the best when he's just looking at the camera and he says, where are you? What are you doing? You claim to be for the people, but you're not doing anything. And I couldn't agree more. But recently, uh, the president had uh, that bill, they're not bill, but the the protection of the monuments um, into place. So now we're seeing some of these, uh, I want to say kids, but not all kids are bad. They're these idiots out there who think they're doing something by defacing property, destroying history and destroying, you know, all these different monuments. Look, it doesn't have to be something you like a monument of so-and-so or this person or that person. Cause they were taking down monuments of Abraham Lincoln too. Um, you George Washington, uh, Columbus. Colum- oh yeah. Many Columbus. Um, mm-hmm. the argument is, well, these people were, you know, slave owners or they were racist. Listen, this country was built on people who owned slaves. More importantly, even further than that, this country was built on slaves. They dug the fields. They planted the seeds. I mean, to say that they didn't play an important role in this country would be racist in itself. Even though they were slaves, they did. Don't deny that piece of history. To me, that's what I'm saying. Don't deny that piece of history. It's an ugly, ugly piece of history, but history nonetheless. And if you wipe it clean, eventually it gets forgotten. And my worry is we repeat it in the future. Not any time or any time soon that we would see, but 
if it's not taught and we don't learn about it, you know, I, I had a friend once who said, I'm okay. I'm all good. If you want to put the, uh, the, if you want to take the monuments down, if they're offensive or whatever, and you know, you want to put them in a museum, put them, and I'm okay with that. Even that I'm okay with If you put them in a museum, you know, so people can learn about them still see, you know, why not? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, put them in a museum. That'd be at least, you know, at least they're there. They're there. They're there. And, you know, it, it, you know, let's go back to this. I want to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, the, you know, the history thing, you know, and the racism thing. You know, look at all the names are changing. Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's. Um, now, look, there's some sports teams like Washington oh, Redskins, Cleveland Indians. They're looking to change that name because it's a racist thing, I guess. I, I you know... Well, some of these, like you're bringing up, some of these, uh, some of these commercial figures like that, they they were corner points for for black people or you know other people. Um, I remember seeing an episode of uh, what was it? I think it was Good Times, where JJ was talking about oatmeal or cream of wheat, and he was like, "What's the difference?" He's like, "Well, we only keep one because it's got a black man on the box." And he was proud of it, you know. Oh yeah, that was something to be proud of. It was small, it was simple. We made jokes about it, you know. And I think that's where we really got lost in all of this. And, you know, people got way too politically correct. People were afraid to say things. You're not, af- you're afraid to speak your mind. Well, I mean, if anybody knows me, I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I'll say whatever the hell I want. I try to do so without backlash, but even that is hard to do. Um, when people have just gotten so ridiculous, I think that's one of the biggest uh, problems that we have right now is the political correctness. Oh, yeah. It's bad. And it's... people are afraid to speak. They're afraid of what's going to be said to them. You know, like myself, I've said all lives matter. I've gotten called racist. I've lost friends over it. Right. Which I think is ridiculous. Maybe, you know, I mean, all lives matter. No matter what color or skin we have. Right. And to, to that point, I'll say this. Okay, and I kind of understand where the Black Lives Matter angle comes from because they're they when it when it started they tried coming out and saying Black Lives Matter, but to me it was more like a hey Black Lives Matter also because at that point I mean we could sit here we could talk uh, we could go back in the last episode you know and talk about systemic racism which I would consider to be more of an inner city thing. But I can see the systemic racism in certain areas, sure. The problem that I have is how do we fix it? We're not going to fix it by handouts. We're not going to fix it by pandering. And there are these political figures that are doing it, and they're just, they're giving... It's all political. It's all political. They want to give people, you know, handouts, and they want to give them... Things that kind of keep them quiet. I made the analogy, which probably not the most popular analogy, was um, having a little kid in the backseat who's screaming and crying, and then you hand him a lollipop to shut him up for a little bit. And that's, I think, what we're seeing. It is. With all of this. And it's going to resurface again. That's why, you know, we named this Rinse and Repeat. Um, I don't think anybody's going to argue the fact that all lives matter i think whenever the black lives matter thing took off it was just you know to get the attention hey you know this is what's happening to bring the awareness to the systemic racism and the things that are happening when you talk about police brutality and you and i have talked about police brutality many times it exists but it doesn't just exist in the black community it exists everywhere now i'm not saying there there aren't racist people out there I've seen many racist people out there. I've seen racist white people, and I've seen racist black people, and I've had somebody tell me that black people can't be racist because they're black, and that's just stupid. Um, I'll disagree with you right now. Racism is a thought, right? It's a notion. You know, it comes from, you know, an emotion that you have. Maybe somebody did you wrong that's of a different color, and the first thing to come out is a hate. I've been... I've been called a cracker. I've been called a honky. So you know? I. I just laugh. It's whatever. You know what? It, it's a little bit different because here's the thing. I do kind of understand where 
like I said, where people were talking about systemic racism, they're like, you know, at the end of the day, they go back to their area where they live. And we go back to the area where we live. Now, where we live, there are still some black people here. Yes. And that's the, that's the, the, the uh, point I try to make is, you know, once you recognize what's going on and what you have to do, it's not that people can't get out of these areas. It's that it's that much harder to get out of those areas. And I kind of get that and I understand. But at the same time, you're talking about people who get out of these areas that come from these high crime areas. It's a different way of life. Yes. And that's worrisome, I'm sure. But they can make the change. They they that's, can. that's what I'm saying. They can. It's it's get harder. Off welfare. Go get a job. Make a change for yourself and your family. Well, I, and here's what I'll say to that. I'll hey, kind I've of been... agree with you, but I'll say this: but the system, the government system mm-hmm. for welfare, has made it so easy to stay under the government's thumb and on welfare, and that much harder to get off of it and and that's anywhere that's i mean you could be in the suburbs right now sitting in a great community you know sitting on welfare nobody's going to know the difference right you go to an inner city place where you got all these people they're sitting on welfare you know it's a higher populated area it's it's a little bit harder to get off and i'm not saying it can't be here's the thing i think the scary part of all of it is the leap. You know, when somebody says, you know, I got to make that leap. I got to make that. They're so used to where they're at right Right. now and they want to stay at that level. Well, they're conditioned. I think condition. They don't want to, they're comfortable. Right. You know, they don't want to, but again, like, like myself, you know, I'm a white guy. Okay. And I live in a nice community, but you know, know my story, I had four kids that I took care of by myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, I lived in a two-bedroom apartment for, you know, how many years with my four kids. Right. I stepped it up, made, you know, did better, did what I had to do. Well, I mean... So why can't they? I mean, and I'm going to say they as in... We'll say inner city people. Inner city people. There we go. Right? Yeah. Because there are white people in the inner Inner city city also who have a hard time getting out of there. And I, to me, that's how I see it. I think it's more of an inner city thing. Um, not saying that there isn't a racist play there as well, but you know, once you're in that group, you're in that group and it's that much harder to get out. Right. Um, but like I said, I think that's what it is. I think it's the leap that really makes, makes it that much harder. I mean, you think about it, you know, let's take this to a, a, a grander scale here. Um, if, if somebody like you or I was to, find a job that we really wanted and go somewhere um, in a different state. Let's say it's, you know, we're in Ohio right now. Let's say we find a job in, you know, Montana or something like that. That's a leap. You know, you don't, you're not entirely sure how this is going to play out. What if you get out there and you don't succeed or you're laid off in a month, you know, well, then you got nobody around you to help pick you back up, to help, you know, get you back on your feet. It's scary. It is scary, but you got to take the chances. And I've had a couple opportunities in my life, which, you know, and I didn't take them. You know, one was I was in the police academy and I had a job lined up in North Carolina. And, uh, unfortunately I couldn't pass my PT test cause I was sick and it was just kind of made for me to fail. And, you know, um, but I, I, I was ready. I was ready to go pick up my kids and go by myself. I mean, you and, were med- you were ready to to do something. You, you yeah, were, you I were... was not afraid. There was always that thought in the back of my head, but I just kind of let it go and just sure. go and do it. So, but that's me. Not right. everybody's like me. Not everybody's like you. We're all different. Right. But you can't be afraid. You gotta you gotta take that jump, man. You gotta exactly. You gotta take the that leap. Jump. The leap. But I think uh, a lot of what you're seeing there is. People are just, they're so conditioned. You know, they're told numerous times, hey, you can't get out of here. Hey, you can't, you know, this is where you belong. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. You can do, you've got a, 
it's going to be that much harder for you. Yes. And that's where the racism part comes in. Um, but like I said, there are also, you know, there's some white people there too and other ethnicities, but you've got to be able to pick yourself up no matter how far you're down and make that leap. And first off, nobody's going to give you an opportunity if you don't fight for it, you know, right. There are no handouts. I think that's something we need to make clear right away. There, there are no handouts. So, um, whoever it is, you know, no matter the race, if they're looking for a handout, it's, it's not going to be there. However, right now we're seeing kind of the opposite with the election season. And it seems like every time we have an election, some stupid shit happens and it's not coincidental. I'm sorry. This is conspiracy theories and the unexplained. And I don't even think it's that much of a conspiracy theory. Hell, every time we have an election, some stupid shit happens and the people are left dumbfounded while those who are in these political parties are making these moves and everything that we can't see because they're using, you know, whether it be uh, a virus or, you know, another act of racism or something to take your eyes off of what's really happening. A lot of that going on. Oh, There's yeah. A lot of things, and there has been. A yeah, but we're th- just seeing a lot more of it lately. Right. And I, mm-hmm. to you, I've mentioned many times, you know, mm-hmm. we look at uh, just the past six months here since this whole corona thing started, COVID-19, you know, people were so afraid and everything. And, I, you know, I get it. I understand. I never said the virus, no, excuse me. I never said the virus wasn't real. I always said, and I'll still say this for everybody to hear, the pandemic is pushed. I think it's overdone. Yeah. When it was happening and everything was going on and everybody was all about shutting down and you know doing the right thing, and then we find out the numbers aren't right and nobody knows what the actual numbers are. Now we got people sending out tests that haven't actually been tested and they're coming back positive. How the hell is that possible? And fruits. Fruits are coming up positive too. I read an article last week on that. They're testing some kind of fruits, and they're testing positive. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the more I, you know, and I think it's it's a money thing. It's a political thing. It was a, it's definitely a political thing, but I think it's turning into a money thing. Yeah. I, for whomever, you know. Um, well, there's always an angle. There's a bunch of angles with it. The more, yeah. you know, every day there's something different. Just like in Florida, there was 33,000 positive tests. Now they're saying they're not positive. They were wrong. How, how do you, how do you fuck that up? <laughs> I mean, how do you, how, I mean, I mean, this is the United States. <laughs> that's a big mistake. <laughs> that's a big mistake. Well, add that to the long list of big mistakes. And, you know, while this was going and happening, <laughs> We were talking about it, and I said, Brian, are you seeing all these pedophile rings that are getting busted now? All these people are coming out of the woodwork. We're starting to see different things happen with, you know, these big elite pedophilia rings. And when I say elite, you know, we talked about uh, in the past with different elites, you know, whether whether it be Hollywood or, you know, politicians and, and things like that. I think it's pretty messed up stuff. It is messed up stuff, and I'm I'm learning more about it. Hey, you're starting to you know you got to kind of dig and you can find information, yeah. and it, it's bad out there. And one of the things, and here's something I get a lot. You know, I hear from people who haven't heard my podcast, and when they ask me, "Hey, what's your podcast about?" I say, "Oh, well, your conspiracy theories and the unexplained." Hmm. Oh, you mean like aliens and Bigfoot and shit like that? Well, yeah, but right now we're going over you know the elite and the pedophilia rings or whatever. And they just kind of look, you know, because one of the things was Pizzagate that we went over, and they just kind of look at me and go, oh, well, your shit's fake. Well, have you looked into it? Well, no, but, I mean, look, New York Times said it was fake. CNN said it was fake. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to. They're going to protect their own. Yeah, absolutely. That's what they're paid to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people get lost in that, you know. And that's why whenever, before I did that series... We did the uh, the media episodes just so people would understand that the media 
isn't there just to give you the truth. There may be some truth in there, you know. It's the same thing as watering down like a bottle of vodka. You're not getting absolute vodka. You're getting some water in that shit, too. Right. Right? Right. So you know, let's put some lies in here so it fits our narrative, and we'll condition you to think the way that we tell you to think. That's not how it's supposed to work. That's not That's not news. So yeah. when I tell somebody, hey, yeah, you know what? I saw this article from you know somebody who posted or somebody who was in the midst of this ring... Um, I saw a video they did. Um, like the one guy, Cap, I think his name is Cappy. He was friends with Seth Green. I sent you that video. Yes. You know, and he come out and he was talking about it. And he said, yeah, there, you know, he come out saying that I talked to him and he was talking to him about pedophilia and how he was into it. And some of the code words, which one of them was chicken. And, um, he said, no, I'm not suicidal, but bad things are coming my way, and I know it. He spoke about it. He made it public. And sure as shit, he died. Mm-hmm. And sure as shit, they called it suicide. The protecting, the protector, they got to do what they got to do. Oh, they're frantic right it, now. It, it, it's a money thing there, man. They're making tons of money. Well, All these poli- it is a business, yes. Yeah. And, they're, a- and, and, and they're frantic right now. Um, Clinton. Oh, Even man. Hillary's involved in it. Oh, yeah, Hillary, Bill... Um, you know, the list goes on and on, and it goes on and on in Hollywood too. And they're hand in hand, um, you know. And it wouldn't surprise me if at some point we learn about some of the uh, you know, professional athletes. I'm sure some of those guys are involved too. But you know, and another thing somebody said to me was, "Well, you know, people are just bored right now. They're stuck in a the house. They're just bored. So let's go have sex with kids." Yeah. So, well, no, I don't mean that. I mean people who are looking into it. You know, oh, okay. About. I thought you okay. But <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the that was one of the angles and I looked at him and I said, "Are people bored and looking for these things or oh, it makes sense. are they finally able to take a break from their everyday lives?" You know, a lot of people were working from home, a lot of people were furloughed, and now you're starting to see these things that you didn't see before because you you were just so busy in your everyday life, but I I think Going back to what we were talking about with this episode, I think this this racism thing, you know, with the riots and, and whatnot, and listen, I'm all for peaceful protest. I'm okay with that. I am too. Right? I don't think there I any, there's anybody who is it because it's our right. Yeah, absolutely. Right? If it was something you or I wanted to protest as well, yeah, you know, which I mean, hey, take care of the real issues here and not just. You look for a handout or be pandered to. Mm-hmm. I think that's the bigger issue, and I think a lot of people are missing that. I think this is another ploy. You know, it was. You know, we've seen it. There's so many protesters out there, hundreds and thousands, and you know, so many protesters. And then you know, Trump tries to have his rally, and they're like, "Oh, well, he shouldn't be doing it at this time." And what? Well, wait, you got all these protesters out there. Well, yeah. Well, Biden isn't. You know, he's not doing any rallies. Well, he is. He's doing it through the protesters. And I've said this numerous times, you know, if they go out there and they're they're campaigning for him, basically. Yeah. It went from a protest to a campaign. And it's sad because the black community, in my mind, I see it and I'm like, they're being used. They don't realize it, but they're being used. And Biden is a pedophile. And I'm sure we will see stuff on him. And I don't know why anybody would vote for him or why he... I mean, he, he it's obvious the way he does it right in front of TV. What's what's behind the scenes? That's what I want to know. And right. I don't know for sure, but I'm sure of it in my mind, you know? Well, and that was my question when we're going what, into this uh, election right now is you've got... Okay, whether you like Donald Trump or not, you know, it's irrelevant because if you look at Biden as an option at all, I, I think the guy's got a level of dementia. He can't... He can't speak half the time. No. And when he does, it's backwards, twisted, upside down, and wrong. Right. So whenever he starts talking, it's like, oh, my God, just just be quiet. Maybe hold up some cards. Have somebody write on cards. Hold them up every now and then. I don't understand how somebody like that gets the steam that he does right now. I mean, he, which he does. He has, a, he has a decent amount of steam. And... Maybe it's because it's a play on racism, I think. 
Yeah. You know, because we've heard so many times that Donald Trump is racist. I disagree with that. No, I don't think Trump's racist. I think, and, and here's what's going to happen if Biden gets in. He's going to take everything away from us. He wants everybody to be on welfare. And he's going to keep us stuck there. He's going to try like hell. Well, I think we in see that sense. from... In a sense. Yeah, we've seen that from Obama. From a, the majority of the Democratic yes, Party, it seems like, you know... The handout is there. They don't want to uplift. They want to people. keep you at a level here. They don't want you to they move. They want to they hold have you to, down. They got control of you, right? You know, Trump. He's a businessman, like you said earlier, and he's taking control. He's made this country. Unemployment rates have been great until this whole yeah COVID nineteen thing, which you know will throw a stick in anyone's spoke wheels. There, huh? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with other people when they talk about how he speaks the man is he's a businessman he's not a politician he's not a politician he's a businessman he, he don't care he'll speak his mind I the, like that well the problem is now, and I think that's why I got uh, elected but I think the problem with that is now he is a politician and people are looking for that side from him well it's not like a switch you just turn it on and off the guy right. is going to speak how he speaks you yeah, know yeah. whether he's out there you know saying this or that I wish you were more well spoken but like to your point I think that's one of the reasons why he got voted in. Oh, yeah. I agree. I liked him from the beginning. Just because he's a businessman, he, I knew he could turn things around, which he has. And I think it's something that we needed. But I, I Before was, COVID. Right, before COVID. Um, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's some other attributes from other political parties that I think could be adopted that I don't think will be. You know, as far as the taxes go, I think everybody across the board should pay the same amount of taxes, and that's not oh, the I, case. No, it's not a case. You I know, mean, these these big businessmen up there, even who, a, even a small businessman. You know, let me tell you, sometimes, yeah. But, oh, I can tell you stories on that. <laughs> you have no idea. But I just, I you know, it, it, if I'm going to work and I'm working my nine to five or whatever, whoever's out there, you know, and they're paying so much in taxes. Everybody should be paying the same amount of taxes or no taxes because I think taxes is robbery myself. <laughs> well, imagine being a little business owner, okay? Let's say you had a couple gas stations. Just okay. shits and gigs. And, you know, they're paying forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a month in taxes. That's more than what most people make in a year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've seen that. I've seen, I couldn't imagine the bigger businesses, Walmarts, Giant Eagles. You know, these steel industries, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a ripoff. Where's that money really going? Oh, what was it? Like, uh, you know, that that's my question. Where's all this money going? Just like now, here's another question while we're on that. These face masks, all employees in the state of Ohio have to wear face masks at their job. They bust you, it's a $500 fine. And the health department is going around and busting people. And so, you know, they, they let's say they bust 100 people a day. Where the hell is that money going? Yeah. At 500 bucks a pop. And that's the first time. I think the second time is 1,500. 1,000 maybe. I'm not sure. But I know the first one's 500. There's a lot of money floating out around there. And where's it going? Yeah, nobody knows. No one knows. No. Oh, I do. Oh, well. People are pocketing it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what was it? Was it 2,000? Oh, gosh. I want to say 2014, they said it was over a billion dollars in taxes that Congress couldn't account for. Well, like, well, you know, it just went. Yeah. How the hell does that happen? Like, if, it, Brian, if you and I are working together, let's say we're business partners, right? right? And we make $3 billion for the year. Right. And you come to me and say, hey, Mario, there's a discrepancy here. There's about a billion dollars missing. And I go, hey, Brian, it just went. <laughs> Bullshit. You're not, you're not going to be like, no. oh, well, okay, it went. No, you're going to be like, no, where the hell is the money? Right. Right? Correct. And I, they don't talk about it, so people don't know about it. And right. that's the biggest problem. Right. Exactly. So where are your tax dollars going? That's like all this donation stuff. And I said it you know, numerous times. They've taken the Black Lives Matter movement and they made it a group and they've 
demonize something that was supposed to be a slogan to help black lives. So now when people, they go to donate money, it goes to an organization called Act Blue, and it gets filtrated that way into different political parties. Right. And it's basically money laundering. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Let me, let me, let me ask you this. How many black communities out there since all of this has started and all this money's been donated? Because there's been a ton of money donated. Donate. Mm-hmm. How many black communities have seen a dime of this money? I have no idea. None. Really? None. None. Because even these communities are still in shambles. They're looking. They're looking at uh, the president, and they're asking him for you know money to rebuild their cities that have been destroyed by these uh, these rioters. Not the protesters, but the rioters right. who have come in. And we talked about the Antifa, who were a yeah. terrorist group. Well, now we're seeing the same behavior from different people who aren't just there to peacefully protest. That are saying they're a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Let me tell you something. These political parties, they're out there. They're not out there to help the black community. There's nobody out there to help the black community. But at the very least, these political parties who claim to be for the black community that are actually reaping from the black community. They're taking, they're using them. They're using them for, for money, for financial gain. And the black community is not seeing anything. I want to see, you know, up maybe updated computers. I want these kids to know that they can make it out of there. I want... Here's the thing. There's got to be good disciplinary measures within these communities, just like any other community as oh, well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons why we, we live in a quiet neighborhood like we do right now is because there's a no bullshit tolerance when it comes to our law enforcement here. should be like that everywhere. And it should be. But yeah. now the law enforcement, that's, an, that's another thing. Look what's happening to them. Oh, yeah, they're calling for defunding the police. You're th- they did in New York, $1 billion. Well, they they cut them, not defunded, but cut them $1 billion in the state of New York. They One. abolished in Minneapolis. There's yeah. no police force. Yeah. Who's going to police the, the, the city? Who's who's going to be there to uphold the law? The people? I guarantee you that place is going to fall. Yeah. Well, they've already destroyed it. Like, oh, they, burnt they the whole freaking city down. I mean, who I'm knows just, how many... You know, but yeah, well, what's going to happen with the police? We talk okay, when we were talking about people coming up out of the slums and being able to do yes. things on their own. I mean, there were you know black business owners who done that and put their whole lives forward. Yeah. They took that leap and they built it, only to have these little whiny ass brats who don't know up from down, right from left, or right from wrong, whose parents probably should have whooped their ass a little harder when yeah. they were younger. They have no respect for anybody. They've come in, they've burnt down and damaged property in there of these black business owners, and it's horrible. It is. They've destroyed these communities. Yeah. And they killed a business to, owner. Oh, the, many business owners. Yeah, well, yeah, many. Many. Like, but here's the thing. you're if If it's not white on black crime, it's not that big of a story. Hmm. It, to me, a life is a life, right? If 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 it's a black on black crime, we should hear about it. We don't. It, it, it should, there should be more of an uproar about it. But here's the thing: it's not a it's not always a racist thing like you're seeing on t- the television. You want to talk about drugs. A racist thing? Drugs is a big part of you know before before which has been injected by the political parties. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, since the fifties, we talked about it in the last episode. Okay. You know, they they purposely put cocaine into these black communities back then you know okay yeah and ever since then you know the people have been hooked you know yeah they get paid so much money and even in you know the 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s it's been this way yeah so like and to your point like you were saying last time yeah what like a few moments ago you said you know they want to keep us under their thumb well they're doing the same thing in these communities they want to keep them down okay that makes sense but that's the problem, and nobody's looking at it that way. Because the only thing I'm hearing right now, that's not being brought to attention. That That is not being brought to no. attention. The lack of education in these areas isn't being but, brought to anybody's yeah. attention. Right. The only thing we're hearing right now is, you should have reparations. Um, no, you shouldn't. No. I'm sorry, I no. disagree with that. Yeah. 
I never owned a slave. No. There are no slaves now. Um, and here, and here's the other thing with that. You and I were not part of slavery, and neither was these colored people, black people, mm-hmm. right now. You know, I mean, why? Well, why are they bringing old. all this slavery shit up now? I mean, come on, get. Well, we were I no mean, part of that. We had no part. None of us. Nobody right. in this world right now had part of slavery. Well, I think to it, like we were talking, it's a piece of history. It didn't happen that long ago, right? I mean, even in the fifties, we've seen, you know, there wasn't slaves, but racism was around. Well, racism know? always been around. And we talk about the the, the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, you know, the, which again, funded by the Democratic Party. I mean, that's a fact. Yeah, but when we look into these things. This thing is still there, and I get it. You know, I understand it. But one of the worst things anybody could do is think they could fix racism. You can't. You cannot fix racism. It comes from a thought. It's always going to exist. It doesn't matter if it's a white person or a black person. The best thing we could do, and I've said it many times, is educate our youth. Discipline and educate our youth to understand, you know, the history and why it's being changed. Why we're changing it. Here's the problem. And I think we see this more and more often. They use the history. And I, I, whether it's the, the right or the left. They use the history to reopen wounds. And once you reopen those wounds. It's like having a scab. You keep picking at it and picking at it and picking at it. This shit's never going to heal. No, it's not. You can't move forward if you keep going backward. Right. And... I, I've seen, you know, clips. I'm not sure if I could find the clip from uh, Morgan Freeman, and I think he said it really well. He said something along the lines of, uh, well, somebody asked him, he said, well, how do we stop racism? He looks at the guy, he's like, stop talking about it. There you go. He says, I look at you as my American brother. I don't look at you as my white American brother. I look at you as my American brother. And we're all Americans first. Oh, yeah. But... If I can find that clip, I'll play it right here. Black History Month you find ridiculous. Why? You're going to relegate my history to a month? Oh, come well, on. What do you do with yours? What, which month is White History Month? <laughs> no, well, no, no, come on. Tell me. Well, the, I'm Jewish. Okay. Which I'm month Jewish. is Jewish History Month? Uh, there isn't one. Oh. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Do you want one? No, no, no. I don't don't either. I don't want a Black History Month. Black history is American history. How are we going to get rid of racism? Stop talking about it. I'm going to stop calling you a white man. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you to stop calling me a black man. I know you as Mike Wallace. You know me as Morgan Freeman. That's the way it should be. I mean, right there. Yeah. Everybody should just love. Who cares the color of skin? That should be, you know, that's, don't, it's nothing. Don't look at people's skin. Right. I mean, that's what I don't understand. What, and, who, and who's actually being racist? Because some, okay, all right, you know what? Let's go into this. This is all started because of George Floyd, that we don't even have all the evidence on. How he died was very wrong. I, 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 I'm not condoling that. that. That officer needs to spend life in prison. But... What really happened in the back seat before he pulled him out? There's other stuff that we're gonna. I think is gonna pop up with that. Well, but he, but 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 didn't hear about these career white people. I'm sorry, you don't hear about these white people also getting killed by cops, right? Why not? Well, I mean, because I mean, because it's a ra- because it's a racist thing, right? I, I understand that, but it, to me, it don't make no freaking sense. Well, no, it doesn't. What if we get all the these white people coming out rioting and burn down the cities right. and stuff because they're killing white people? I don't see that. Just the black people. And I don't understand. I don't understand it. I don't understand why people are acting the way they are. I think everybody should love one another. You know, people do make mistakes. You know, yeah. I mean, what happened to George Floyd? You know, I don't. Obviously, that was a mistake. Has knee on his neck, killed him. But well, people that, that should love, anybody, man. Really. Uh, but, but you know, like you were saying, I think what we're seeing is too much hate. It's too much hate, but the, the media plays on it. Political parties play on it. They, they do. see something, and it's like uh, Jeff Rhodes said before, I think, what did he say? No catastrophe goes un, unused or whatever. I know I'm butchering that. He said it better than I did. But uh, he, he, it's something along those lines. So once they see something, and it goes along 
with the coronavirus, if they see something they can use, they're going to use it. And that's what we're seeing here now. They see something they can use, they're going to use it. But nothing, I mean, you want to bring attention to systemic racism, do that and expect something in the end. Don't expect reparations. Right. Don't expect a handout. Don't expect pandering. You want to fix the issue, fix the issue. Let's talk about the issue. But nobody's doing that right now. No. Because it's being played out as, you know, there there is systemic racism, yeah, and you're owed, you're owed, you're owed, you're owed. No, that's not how this shit works. You're not fixing the problem. You know? You're you're you're, oh, yeah. no. you're only putting a little bit of numb it, it, it's like making an it worse. It's making it worse. Right. It's like it's okay, it's like you see these winos out on the street in these different areas or whatever where you where the, you see more gun stores and, and liquor stores in these areas. Oh yeah. You know? And you see these guys who are so just well not just guys, people, they're so driven down, you know, in these slums that they drink themselves to numb the pain over and over again. Right. Well it's on a bigger scale here, that's what we're seeing. Oh yeah. And right now, you know, the pandering is like a bottle of alcohol. You know, we're just gonna give you this to numb you up for a little bit and then once the election o is over and everything, you know, the coronavirus, you know, starts to deplete and it goes away, guess what? You reality know, kicks in. Reality kicks in and the black community is going to be exactly where they started from in the first place. And that's the sad part. That's the part I don't want to see. Well, no, I don't want to see that either. I, I want to see something better come of this. I want to see, you know, better. And here's the thing. If you want to fix your community... Start with the people. Start with the people. If if you got a problem with the law, you're not going to get anywhere. You, you you gotta you gotta follow the laws just like everyone else. So get get some better disciplinary in there. Get some of these, you know, not just black people. There's there's people out there with ill intent, especially in these inner cities. Maybe they were you know not educated enough, or just don't want to be, or just had bad intentions. They need to be brought to justice, which means you need to bring the hammer down on these people and make these communities more peaceful. Get the education in there. You know, bring bring up the youth, you know, bring them up. Tell them, hey, you don't you know, you can be more than just a football star. You can be more than a basketball player. You can be whatever you want to be, whatever you want to be with the right education. And I think, oh, yeah, you know, getting better education in there is going to help the black community. Oh, yeah. You know. Not breaking a window, not setting fire to something, not tearing down a monument. You're not helping anybody. Nobody's benefiting from this. Not, not reparations. Nobody's going to benefit from that. Okay, no. because how much money we've seen flow, you know, through BLM, through all these political parties. Oh yeah. Listen, whether it's the right or the left, okay, and I, I don't care if you're a governor, a senator, you know, anybody who's a political party. You assholes are supposed to work for the people. Okay? How the hell do we get to the point where you're making shit tons of money? What did they say? They spent like over 40000 a year in office furniture for these idiots? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. That's more than what they... Uh, uh, like you said, a lot of people well, make... There's your tax annual. money. Well, right there's your tax yeah. money. And it goes, I spent $1,000 on a fucking cheeseburger. I mean, it's, listen, it's the politicians here. We're all being played. It's not white people. It's not black people. Oh, no. It's not. It's all, all of us. It is. We're all being played by these idiotic politicians, and then the politicians are being played by the elite. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And that's, to me, that's what we're seeing. That's what's happening here. <clears throat> so yeah, everybody's being played. Everybody, you know, white, black people, everybody. Yeah. You know, I agree there needs to be more, you know, the black community, but, you know, also with the white community, too. I mean, it really, it's all the same thing. It's just a different lifestyle that people live in different hoods or whatever they live in or, you know, areas in the world or country, you know. I don't a, know. A criminal mind doesn't 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 choose color. A no. criminal mind is a criminal mind. Correct. It could be white, black, brown. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this, because, you know, we're... What do we got about 15 minutes here? Let me ask you this, Brian. Let me ask you this to wrap this up. Okay. Give me your opinion. Okay. Give me your opinion. Where, 
if somebody were to come to you right now, Brian, and say, hey, I, excuse me, hey, how do we fix this? You know, what is your opinion? Where do we go from here? Well, I th- I mean, you, you're talking the rioting stuff and all that? I'm, I'm the, talking the everything. I'm talking, okay. how do we, we got people out there who are ill-informed, angry, breaking shit, destroying shit. You know, how do we move on? How do we make it better? I think everybody needs to come together. If everybody would come together and love each other and, you know, you're my brother and this guy across the street's my brother and, you know, we're all, you know, look at each other as human beings instead of white, black, and purple or whatever, you know, I think that would right. make a big difference. Now, I know that would never happen. Well, I mean, sadly, th- we need to we need to get back and, you know, let these people know that they're, you know, no matter if they're black or white, nobody is owed a damn thing right now. No one is. Not me, not you, not them. No. No, and I, and I keep seeing these you know, different things where, you know, you hear people talking about reparations <clears throat> and people getting, you know, saying, well, you know, you owe us. Nobody's owed owe anything. Nothing. Let's attack the problem here. Right. Okay? Let's start with the politicians. You know, and work our way up to the elite. I think that's what we need to do. Well, that's never going to change. I don't think that you're ever going to change the politicians. Well, I, I, we could try, but you know, it's going to take everybody. I mean, you get a group group of us think alike, and then you get a group of us, you know, that think alike, but they're not going to say nothing or do nothing. They're too scared to go back to that conversation we had earlier. People are scared to speak. That's another one. Yeah, they are. They might well, agree, but they're, they're, you know. And that's, again, the reason why I do this podcast is just to inform people, you know, as much as possible. You know, I, I think that's the first step. Yeah. Talking to people, informing them of, you know, what's going on and, you know, why things are happening the certain way that they are. I think that's the bigger issue right there. Yeah. But, Will anything actually be fixed? Probably not. No. No, because they shame don't want sad. to be fixed. It is a shame. It is sad. And I think, uh, you know, until the people realize and come together, listen, we're talking about 1% and then the 1% of the 1%. Yeah, they got money. Yeah, they got power. But the people, the people have the power in numbers. There are more people out there. I mean, if if you were to take a good portion of the population and say, hey, listen, you know, this is what's happening to us. Let me inform you. And everybody comes together and then they march. Well, things would change. And I seen a video recently um, of a guy who spoke about uh, terms. Okay. I don't know if I sent you that video or not. He was talking about uh, yeah. political, you know, different areas of uh, the politicians and they want, uh, you know, they want term limits. And I thought that was great. Thank you, Mr. Chairman and Senators, for providing me an opportunity to address this important issue. I want you to imagine for a moment that you are an employer and you've got some problems with your employees. When you hired these employees, they promised they would do exactly what you asked of them. But once they got the job, they became a nightmare. They stopped listening to you and started using the job to line their own pockets. They took the company credit card and racked up more debt than you could afford to pay back. They became so obsessed with keeping their jobs that they forgot to do their jobs. And after all that failure, all that disappointment, and all that incompetence, your employees came to you and said, we deserve a raise. If you're a reasonable person, that should make your blood boil. And yet, that is exactly what it feels like to be an American taxpayer. The first three words in our Constitution are, we the people. It's written larger than anything else because the framers of that document, the architects of our republic, wanted to remind you at all times who's in charge. We, the people. We are your employers, and you have an obligation to listen to us. So I come to you with a message from the American people. We demand term limits for members of Congress. In fact, according to the most recent national polls on the issue, 82% of Americans want term limits. That includes support from 89% of Republicans, 76% of Democrats, and 83% of independent voters. This is not a left or right issue. This is an American issue. In fact, term limits could be the only issue with support from both President Trump and former President Obama. Now, there was a time about 25 years ago when Congress was debating this. Nearly every opponent of term limits up here had the same rebuttal. Experience, experience, experience. We need experience to do this job right. If only you leave your Congress member in office for decades on end, he or she will become such a policy expert that all our problems will be solved. 
In hindsight, that was one of the worst predictions ever. This system is broken. Congress has given us $22 trillion in debt, the longest war in American history, a broken health care system, a broken immigration system, a tax code written by lobbyists, an explosion of money in politics. Worst of all, too few here have the courage to address these problems because the only focus is on getting reelected. That's why it comes as no surprise that Congress has a 14% approval rating, and 60% of Americans say that they would fire every single member of Congress if they could. Congress is less popular than traffic jams, root canals, and hemorrhoids. You're beating head lice, but the lice have asked for a recount. Unfortunately, elections alone cannot fix this problem. Not because voters like you guys so much, but due to the nearly unbreakable power of incumbency. At the same time members of Congress publicly claim elections are free and fair, they secretly deploy every trick in the book to keep power. Incumbents get $9 in special interest money for every dollar that goes to a challenger. And if incumbents are having difficulty raising money, not to worry, they're allowed to send campaign-style mailers at taxpayer expense. That's to say nothing of all the free media and name recognition politicians naturally get just for being in office. The incumbent advantage creates a barrier to entry for everyday Americans without the connections to fund a campaign. It is the case for term limits. Elections may in theory be capable of dethroning incumbents, but that isn't how it works in the real world. Congressional incumbents have a 98% re-election rate. That probably explains why Congress looks more like a country club than a melting pot. It's predominantly made up of lawyers and politicians and is disproportionately old, white, rich, and male. Term limits would give us a legislature that better reflects the diversity of our society. The message long-term incumbents send to young people like me seems to be, we want you just close enough to the political process to help us win, but don't get too close and take our jobs. The American people have lost confidence in this Congress, and for good reason. We routinely see abuses of power. Eighteen months ago, it was revealed that members of Congress were secretly using taxpayer money to settle lawsuits, some for sexual harassment. You still haven't disclosed how our money was spent and on whose behalf. So term limits is a check on arrogance, it's a check on incumbency, and it's a check on power. It's a way to restore political courage while bringing fresh faces and ideas to Washington. As Ben Franklin said, for the rulers to return among the people was not to degrade them, but to promote them. As Kanye West said, no one man should have all that power. Here's the dilemma we face. Over 80% of Americans want term limits to happen. Donald Trump and Barack Obama want it. It is being blocked purely by the self-interest of Congress. If this were a trial, you all would have to recuse yourselves because there is a colossal conflict of interest. If term limits pass, you won't stay in the limelight forever. You won't be the center of attention. And some people might even stop laughing at your jokes. You'll have to become ordinary citizens. And that is, my friends, the entire point. We're asking you to do what's right and listen to the people you represent. It's time to bring the gravy train into the station, end the reign of career politicians, and give Congress back to the people. Please support Senate Joint Resolution 1 for term limits. Thank you. Um, and we'll, we'll wrap it up with that audio clip, and I'll leave it there. Uh, but, Brian, it was good having you over. Yes. Thank Very you, buddy. A uh, little bit of your, uh, your insight there. Um, but until then...